Welcome to the So Bible Study series from Oak Tree Community Church in South Bend, Indiana. We are starting a brand new book uh, this time. Always good starting a new one. Always book. good starting a new one. And yeah. it's 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 actually a short book. We're in the New Testament. It's going to be Second Corinthians. Right. And you know, there are times that we'll take a long time to get through a book. We'll really drill <laughs> down into it. Maybe yeah. it's a long book, maybe it's right. shorter, but we spend a lot of time. Sometimes we go very quickly, right? Yep. This so what is are we one doing of those times. Time? Okay, this is one of those quick. times. We're going to go right. very quickly. Uh, uh, it's only 13 chapters, and we're going to follow up with the short book of Jude. So basically, we're doing about a chapter a day. And okay. so That's it's only going to take three sessions, three weeks to get through yeah. it. Um, but it's a letter. Right. I mean, the fact is, is that... I, here, I've got some stats for you. Okay. The fact is, is that there are... It's only about 6,500 words, okay. about 256 verses in 13 chapters. I mean, most people, many people, could sit down and do the whole thing in, in like 30 minutes. Right. So the fact that we're taking three weeks for a 30-minute letter. Is we're taking some time. <laughs> Maybe it is we're taking yeah. some time. A chapter a day, right? We're, not, we're yeah. trying not to put a burden on people. Yeah. But at and the same time, you, time. you don't want to drag yep. it out because yep. you start to miss the connections if you if you right. drag it out too far, right? Oh, that's very true too. So we want to yeah. see, you know. So this time, the first five chapters, but it's over five days. But you'll start to see. I mean, there's a pretty major theme thread that that ties through this, yep. and we want to make sure that we see it. Yeah. So the cool thing is Paul actually founded this church, right? And, and we always say Corinthians, but it's a city, right? Yeah. A city by the name of Corinth. Yeah. And it's in Greece. And he did this during um, second, right? His second missionary trip. And he actually ended up spending about two years there, yeah. uh, which is kind of cool. Most of that trip was, was in Was Corinth. in here, yeah. yeah. yeah a lot of it was, yeah. Um, and... I think part of the deal was there was a bunch of issues <laughs> with with the church, and uh, we only have two letters. Right? We have First Corinthians and Second Corinthians, right. but there were probably more correspondence that went back and forth. Definitely. Than that. So when we're going here, we're trying to figure out, okay, you know, was this was this this person, yeah. or was it some other letter that we don't have anything? Because he refers in here. to a couple of other letters, yeah. and and it's like that doesn't sound like First Corinthians at all. Yep. That must have been. Yeah, you know. So we go with what we have, yeah. right? We have First Corinthians and, and Second Corinthians, and First Corinthians a little bit longer letter. Paul obviously wrote it after he left, yeah. and um, he knew that there were some problems in the church, but he was told how bad the problems were, and yeah. the problems were worse than he thought. So. Um, you know, was it a nasty gram that he wrote? Maybe a little bit, yeah. and, and in certain certain parts. Well, and if he was there, let's say in the year fifty one or fifty two, mm -hmm. okay, he wrote these letters around fifty five, fifty six. So we're talking, you know, yeah. talking about four years yeah. after the church was established. Established, you know, maybe right. maybe if he was there for two years, you know, maybe you know, two years after the church was yeah. after he was gone. Yeah. But there's been a lot of stuff. I mean, you think you know, there's no emails, right? Right. right. And letters it's are going to take a while. Writing a letter, they're taking right. some time. So there's some time back and <clears throat> forth. And while he's writing and waiting for letters, things just keep churning right. in Corinth. Like people were showing up. Hey, you want to see what these people are doing? And I was commissioned to come and tell you what's going on. Yeah, and really. Yeah. So to me, the biggest thing was spiritual maturity oh, yeah. uh, as one of that threads that, that goes through everything. And, and Paul used uh, a baby in there. And he says, guys, 
you know, you're drinking spiritual milk yeah. when you should be eating solid food. Yeah. Right. He doesn't. He's you know in a baby stage. You go from you go to solid food. You're still a baby, right. but that's a sign of maturity. You yeah. moved on. They haven't moved on. A yet. lot of them haven't moved on. In First Corinthians, he goes so far as to say, essentially, and this is my paraphrase: If I didn't know you were a believer, no one would guess. Yeah. Ouch. No one would even guess. I mean, you, you're acting just like the unregenerate people. Yeah. Now, here's the good thing. Because these guys are, quote, so bad, Paul had to address a bunch of issues yep. in the church, which means we have, we, a letter, the of that. We, we have a letter saying how we should act in church. Right. <laughs> so let's, hey, look, at the, let's look at the good Let's side. look at Corinthians first. I'm sure they <laughs> Right. <laughs> Right. So Second Corinthians, Paul seemed, Paul seems to be at his wit's end. Yeah. You know, what what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, both he and Timothy were like physically sick and they were definitely discouraged yeah. on, on what's going to happen. So so we do see a lot of raw emotion in, in Paul's letter. He's yeah. being accused by outsiders and insiders alike that he's overstepping his authority, that yep. he doesn't have... Are you even an apostle? Are you even an apostle? <laughs> so that thread comes through... Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds like he's going to ha- end up having to defend himself over and over throughout this yeah. letter. You said you were going to come, and but, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which which is so cool. Then that he begins the letter, the first you know ten verses or so, with this great encouragement. I mean, you you read it as if it's going to be a it's a really everything nice is letter. perfect. Everything yeah. is fine. There's this encouragement. He yeah. talks about comfort. He talks about how you know the bad things we go through are supposed to teach us to uh, accept God's comfort then so that we can yeah. turn around and share it with other people. Yeah, I like to in the beginning. He says that he's an apostle, and I forget the way he states it, but you get the idea. Yeah, we're going to come back to this. <laughs> we're going to come back to that point. And I, and I think maybe chapter 10, chapter 5, chapter 10, oh, he, he comes yeah, back to it. Absolutely. And definitely, definitely hits it. on it. Yeah. yeah. Comfort. Is like is like a huge thing thing in there, and he's talking about, um, you know, I, I need to be able to comfort you. You need to be able to comfort me. Part of the spiritual growth. Hey, I, you're not a baby. You're adults here. Yep. Uh, you know, I need some comfort too from you and so, and some love from you. Yeah. But then real comfort comes from God. Yeah. And and tying that in, um, and Paul even says he was recently to the point of death. And, and he had to rely on God's comfort. Yeah. That's all he had. Yeah. And some of that we know from the book of Acts. Some of it we don't because, yeah. you know, not everything is recorded there. Uh, we know that he left um, Philippi and Thessalonica and Berea and went down to Corinth. And that's where he spent his, his time there. Um, and then, or Athens rather. And then he went over to Corinth after right. after Athens. Right. So, so I, I want to drag that out a little bit uh, from from the standpoint of we have these letters and there's certain points in time, but we have this book that Luke wrote called Acts. Yeah. And Acts says doesn't say exactly what happened, but. In this case, he tracks Paul's mission trip. Yeah. And you can see him leaving, who he left with, what happened along the way. Yep. And, you know, he does it very quickly, but you get an idea where he's at and who yeah. he's with and where he's going next. So fun fact is that we're going to run into a guy by the name of Titus in here in right. Corinth, right? Titus, there's a whole letter in the Bible written to him, right? right? He never shows up in Acts. Ooh. Never shows up in Acts. What does that mean? 
you, he's 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 referenced in Paul's letters yeah. as a, as a fellow worker, as a trusted companion. I sent him here to do this. He's you know he shows up a lot in in Second Corinthians. So Luke didn't know about him, or hear I about think him Luke, or? well, yeah, Luke knew about him. He just for whatever reason was not mentioned. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people that Luke never yeah. mentioned. Tons of people, but Titus. I mean, he yeah. was with Paul like almost from the beginning, mm. and for some reason Luke never mentions him. So wow, fun fact. <laughs> um, Paul spends a lot of time in, in chapter one um, defending an action that he took. So so he tells the church, "Hey, I'm going to come see you." Something came up, yeah, right, and and he decided that he had an opportunity to present the gospel elsewhere. Yeah, so he took it. Yeah. Now the church could have could have said, "Hey, we get it. That's awesome. We're so happy you went someplace else." They did. They decided not to take no, that. They route. threw a fit. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the spiritual maturity coming right. through, right? Yeah. They, that they were. You said you were gonna come and yeah. blah blah blah. Yep. It's like, guys, we're at fifty A.D. Things yeah. happened. <laughs> I wasn't able to come. I couldn't do it. I couldn't let you know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, and it happens. And so, and so he he. Uh, he goes into chapter two. I mean, let's not forget this is a letter. You know, you, you just yeah. erase the big fat letters. Yeah, there's no chapters. There's no chapters, right? right? So this very, goes very smoothly. You know, he keeps going. You know, and he talks. Uh, he talks about. Um, you know, if I made you sad, you know. What, I mean, he talks about the sadness. He talks about. He goes. I think he's jumping in his mind. He's trying to make sure that. That uh, he says everything just right because he doesn't want to, yeah, open up those old wounds, right? Yeah. Or he doesn't want to, yeah. So, so he does say, I, I, one of the reasons I didn't come, I, I didn't want another painful visit. Yeah, right. That the last visit was so painful. Yeah, and this is where we go back to, you know, for was it the First Corinthians? Yeah, you know, the last time he was there. Yeah. And then what made it painful, but yeah, yeah we know kinda, kinda he's, going, he's going to address a guy who has um, has had some kind of church discipline or Christian discipline. They've kicked him out of the church, right? But now they won't let him back in. And Paul says, right. "Hold on a second. He's repented. You got to let him back in. Yeah. You know that's how it's supposed to work." Right. Some people trace that it, back to. Chapter yeah, first five Corinthians. of First Corinthians, yeah. because, because there was a guy who was kicked out of church, yeah. for sexual immorality. Well, yeah. but but the church wasn't doing it, and that's yeah. the funny oh, thing: the church right, wasn't. Right, right. Paul was like, "You guys should have kicked him out a long time ago." And so, from where I am, I'm doing it. You know, I'm kicking yeah. him out. And apparently, if it's the same guy, and we don't know, but if it's the same guy, apparently the church uh, followed through with that and said, "Yeah, you're right." You know, yeah. and and. You're gone, and the guy's like, "Okay, but I repent now." And they're like, "Sorry, Paul kicked you out." <laughs> yeah, right. And he's right. like, "No, no, 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 no! Repentance for the purpose of restoration." Let's... Yeah, but that is, and that, and that's where we get um, some great doctrine. Yeah, in there, right? Because oh, you know, you were on the team. You know, you forced us to kick you off. Yeah. You can't come you can't back come to back. the team yeah. ever. Right. Versus. Um, yeah, you are. You you do realize that you did something wrong. You're repentive of it. Uh, doesn't mean we forget, right? But um, yeah. you know, come back. You don't necessarily get put back into leadership positions right. or whatever. But restoration to fellowship yeah. with the community, especially in a place like Corinth, which was so evil and wicked and right. pagan. You're taking a believer, and what Paul said in First Corinthians five is, "I'm kicking him back into Satan's world." Yeah, you know. 
and, and that's 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 a thought process that we don't usually have in the United yeah. States anyway, at least in Western culture. They're just like, oh, I'll go find another church. There yeah, wasn't there was another a, church. The church there was of the Corinth. church in Corinth. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He wasn't church hopping. He didn't go up to the next corner. Hey, can I join your church? Sure. Come on in. He had nothing. Right. And when they wouldn't let him back in, they weren't showing forgiveness and grace and mercy and all the things that God expects us to do. Yeah. Um, in chapter 3, Paul talks about some nation without naming them. <laughs> and, and he says, the ministry that produced death carved in letters on stone tablets. I'm going to take a leap and maybe say the Jewish nation. <laughs> well, and that fits because whenever Paul went to a new place, he always started in the synagogue. Right. So the first believers, the first converts of any place were either Jews or God-fearing Gentiles who were with the Jews in the synagogue, you know, as much as possible. Right. So, yeah, chapter 3, if you don't read it understanding the Jewish background, the, the the Israel and the Mosaic Covenant and everything, you really miss a lot of what Paul's saying. Yeah, so he was talking about Moses and having a veil over his face. Yeah. So Moses went up, saw God, um, white hair, you know, face changed. Yep. So he came down with a veil. Yeah. But what what is he, what else is he trying to say there? So um, the 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 purpose of the veil in the Old Testament was because it, I mean he somehow and, and I don't get it exactly it's not like he absorbed God's glory or whatever right. but somehow his but like face glowed yeah it was reflecting yeah. off him and the people couldn't see it so he wore this veil to, to basically cover and protect the people right well that sh that that radiating glory should have been a, a sign to them he is literally talking to God these are not his words instead they're just like. Moses wearing that stupid veil again. You know, okay. he thinks he's all that, right? Okay. Sort of the same thing that Paul was facing with his accusers. He thinks he's an apostle, you know, all that. Right. So what Paul does is he twists it around and he's like, just like that veil covered the glory of God. It. Um, what's happened now is, and this goes into chapter four, but what's happened now is that the Jewish people have like a veil over their eyes, so they can't see what what in, with Moses they couldn't see God's glory, but now they can't see the gospel. Yeah, and they're actually being covered, and they're not understanding the gospel. Okay, that's what so I was thinking. That there spun was more. it around. Yeah, yeah, he spun it around and used the okay. veil as, from a what used to be a good thing to now it it's sort of becoming a bad thing. That's why I'm saying you got to have the whole background right. to really understand this right. chapter. Uh, then he also asks, how much more uh, will the ministry of the Spirit be? And I see much in the same way. If you look back to the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit kind of came and went on selected people. Yep. Came for a reason. Once that reason was done, the Holy Spirit left. Yep. Um, now we're in the New Testament here. Uh, when somebody accepts Christ, the Holy Spirit enters them. Yeah. Right. And Paul's like, how much better is that? Oh, yeah, and if you know the old covenant with the old sacrifices and everything for the Jewish people, that was actually from God. It was a big thing. You know, God's presence, God's glory was in the in the tabernacle and in the temple. And He said, "What we have today is so much better." It blows that one away to the point that you almost forget any glory that was there. Yeah. <laughs> this is so much better, and it really. If you read some of his other letters, it really tore his heart out that his, literally his nation, his 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 Jewish brothers and sisters 
kept rejecting the gospel. He's like, right. if you only understood yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. So in four, Paul Paul returns to his ministry. So he's depressed. <laughs> so he goes back to basics. Yeah. Right. And and basics for him is the gospel message. Yeah. Right. No matter where he's at, proclaiming the gospel message. It fits with chap with the first Corinthians because at the beginning of his first letter that we have, he says uh, in chapter two, I determined to know nothing else among you except Christ Jesus and Him crucified. He said, you know, Corinth is is got the Corinthian games, the Olympics. You got the Greek right. philosophers. You got all this other stuff. He's like, I came in very simple, and I determined I wasn't going to get into anything else, just the pure gospel. And here we are in Second Corinthians. He's like, let's go back to the basics. Yeah, that's all there is. Yeah, so Paul Paul does use uh, like an object, right? Mm-hmm. He uses uh, the human bodies like a clay jar that's yep. that's easily broken. Yep. Um, and um, this is Paul, right, talking about a body being broken. Yeah. Who had just been beaten, himself, just been yeah. flogged, yep. been put in prison yep. a number of times before he got before he got here. Yet he's still here saying that he believes so strongly in Christ. Verse, you know, there's cool. so many, so many good verses in here. Verse 10 of chapter four, he says, always carrying around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our body. The the and so again we've got this, remember it's a letter, this right. theme. You know, so in chapter one, the things that we're suffering, we find comfort so we can give comfort. The Here, the persecutions, the crush, the despair, the everything is happening in our body so that the life of Christ can be shown. He, he always wants to spin it back around, like right. you said, to the gospel. Right. And then we end with chapter five, uh, which are words for it is living by faith yeah but way cool chapter there's yeah. some cool stuff in here yeah, well, i mean it's probably one of the best known chapters if you know yeah. anything about second corinthians this one and probably eight and nine are probably the best known uh, chapters in the whole thing but he still picks up again i'll race that big five and he's still picking yeah. up on this body we've got right. this clay pot we've got he calls it an earthly tent like a pup tent our bodies are like pup tents yeah. easily torn down easily blown around but we're looking for the the better one. We're looking right. forward so to he, the so new he, one. And, and so he gives insight into the afterlife, and he says we have an a, an eternal house in heaven. Yeah. So you so we're going from that pup tent yep. to this eternal house. That sounds like an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know, and then on earth we groan. You know, the work here is hard. Thing you know, especially during Paul's time. But, yeah. But even now, there's. Things that are way harder than they need to be. Yep. Um, and and uh, he even says, you know, we're naked and life is just swallowing us up. Um, but we live by faith, not yep. by sight. Yep. And yeah, there's some cool things in here. We've got the this this great promise that to be absent from this body means to be present with the Lord. We don't have to worry about, you know, are we floating around somewhere? Or when a believer dies, they immediately go into the presence of the Savior. And that's something that he always looked forward to. Now, verses 9 and 10, I think everybody should memorize them. You should know them. Uh, Not just the content, not just the words themselves, but actually the thought behind it. Because what he said is, we make it our ambition, whether we're alive, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. We make it our ambition to please him. But then he says, because. 
we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that we can be paid back for the literally the quality of the work that we did, whether good quality or bad quality. So he's like, I'm not, my ambition isn't to please the Lord simply out of duty, simply out of, uh, you know, have to, you know, whatever, you know, because he's this big meanie up there. But he has, God has chosen to incentivize us. He says, I'm going to reward you for the quality of your work. And so Paul's like, well, I want my work to be the absolute best possible. Whatever pleases God, that's what I want. Yeah. And then if you think about it, he is so not happy with the Corinthians. No, right? <laughs> because true. because he wants them to be up here. Yeah. You know, and you're not, dragging me down, yeah, man. Yeah, you're dragging down my <laughs> I got three A's and a D. <laughs> we need to we need to fix this. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way before, but that's no, uh, as no, you're saying that I'm like man, it fits. You're right. Yeah. It fits. Yeah. We make it our ambition to please the Lord. What's yours? Yeah. <laughs> we need to... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love at the end, he said, he uses the phrase ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. So uh, in college, I attended the first Bible study I'd ever been at, which was very strange. And people were talking way over my head about <laughs> everything. Uh, but this guy who started the group, he wanted us to be called uh, ambassadors of Christ. Nice. And that was kind of the first the first foray. I don't remember much else, yeah. but I do remember that. Well, think of what what's the role of an ambassador. It is to be the spokesperson on behalf of the person who has the real authority, right? right? Yep. But that authority, in a sense, carries down to where uh, whatever they're authorized to do from the uh, from the government, you right. know, um, they speak on behalf of their country. Right. Here we are in this world uh, to use other other apostles. We're exiles. We're foreigners. We're you know this world is not our home, but we have been given a very specific message: be reconciled to God the gospel and we have i mean that's that's our role is to stand between heaven and earth in a sense and say you want to come here i've got all i got everything that you need yeah everything and and it's our job right to to go forth to all nations and make disciples yeah right and and that first step is explaining what the gospel gospel is yeah and and paul says that our lives are supposed to look like not our lives aren't enough right we still have to share the gospel our our, you know living properly doesn't share the gospel right but he says you're a new creature you're a new creation in christ the old stuff i mean that's gone you've got all this new stuff and so then be you know, live that way, live that way yep. and uh, be the ambassador that you're supposed to be, that you yeah. need to be. Great way to end for today. Yeah, it's a fantastic, yeah, so. it's probably my favorite chapter in 2 Corinthians. Yeah. Chapter 5 is nice. just, just um, yeah, so much there. good stuff in yep. there. So, yeah. yeah, quick flyby, quick overview of these five chapters. <laughs> but that's the that's the thing, right? Watch the threads go all the way through. Don't uh, Don't split it up. You know, so like every chapter stands on its own. No, I mean, erase, like I said, erase those big fat numbers and just read it like a letter and you'll see how it all fits together and it works really well. Right. So uh, as you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear those. Otherwise, we'll pick up here next time with chapter six and keep on going uh, through, uh, I think, chapter 10 next time. And we'll see you then. Bye, everybody.